Oh, damn. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, you're fucking bad. <clears throat> Welcome back <clears throat> to the Clearium Podcast. This morning I've been uh, listening to Arctic Monkeys and sipping coffee. Going back to 505? Mm-hmm. AM, of course, <laughs> because because <laughs> I'm a healthy, dedicated man. Of course. What's uh, what's on your mind today? I know you have a few topics. I know I have a few topics. Yeah. Do you want to know what's truly on my mind? Or yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, <laughs> I will never expose the world for of that. You know, but listen, we can all agree on something. All right. What is that? Don't waste time. Just don't. Because if you waste time, it generates a lot of worry. And when you worry, you start listening to podcasts. Now, <laughs> like ours. Yeah. So maybe we should stay worried. So, you know, we, we get the gains. We all start podcasts and then we just live in a very podcast world. And then you realize that that's truly how you're supposed to live. It's, it's to socialize and boost each other. Mm-hmm. Right? Unfortunately, we have to do that through podcasting nowadays. And that's kind of what's been on my mind. Isn't that funny? Yeah, kind of sad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Really? People really? don't take, I mean, most people don't take the time to have these discussions in person. Yeah. It's like, dude, my real world sucks. So I'm going to find another world, which is podcasting. and then. Once you get into that world, you realize that those podcasts are being built in the real world, which is the same world that the podcast exists in and you exist in. So it's kind of like, what world are you talking about? You know, it's one world. That should help you do math, you know, figure out like that, huh? Maybe my brain is just really powerful. And I think podcasting is just a way to amplify those conversations. Like it gives you a dedicated structure. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the same way that we have, that we set this up. Yeah. That's true. We don't really have to talk for like a week and then we come into a podcast. No, we don't. It's more like we have experiences that I feel like are unique. You know, the more people I talk to, the more I realize I've done different things. Yeah. And um, how can I expose the world of that? And I think my ideas are pretty cool. So it's kind of why we do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people respond, which Mm -hmm. is cool. They they respond well too. So we did just uh, just cross three hundred subs on YouTube. YouTube so finally, <laughs> yeah, man, YouTube it is just, a is a monster to try to tackle. Yes, but when you get there, it's cool. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's pretty much all that's been on my mind. Other than like, I have like a theory that I've been <laughs> reading into, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> this makes so much sense. Oh God. And if it's the theory I think you're going to talk about, I know, yeah, I, I yeah. know it pretty well. It's the green line theory. Okay. Yes. When it comes to, I guess, relationships or when it comes to, yeah, relationships of all kinds, even friendships. Mostly, mostly intimate relationships. Yeah, think about it though. Like, a, like mm, competitive fields or careers, like bands. You'll see that a lot in bands. Uh, so band members, there's always... There's that like, I'm the lead singer, you know, mm-hmm. uh, mentality where everyone hovers around the, men- the lead singer. The lead singer is basically the band, which makes no sense <laughs> because everyone's putting like equal effort, right? 
Yeah, without the drummer, you but, can't really have the, the band. Yeah, but the but the nature of humans, we just judge immediately and we go like like the voice of this is the lead singer. So mm -hmm. he's the band, you know. It's weird. But the green line theory. The green line theory. What is your take on it so far? My take on it so far is that there's always someone that wears the pants in a relationship or someone that is the settler and someone that is the reacher, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Okay. <laughs> there's always like, okay. So it's derived more from communication sense. So body language, right? Mm -hmm. When you give a speech, you're told to stand up straight and use your hand movements and use your neck and eye contact and just keep a uh, straight posture. Right. It'll amplify you and it'll help you use your diaphragm more and blah, 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 blah. So all those benefits. Uh, so it's derived from that, but essentially it's a line. So they take a picture of a celebrity, for example, and they look at a couple. Okay. And it'll be like <laughs> Will Smith and Jada, for example. We'll, we'll put a picture up here. Yeah. Will Smith and Jada, for example. You'll see that a line that is straight and there's a line that is diagonal, right? So usually the alpha in the relationship is going to be a straight line. Correct. So if they're walking with their partner, they're usually in a straight line. They're not really cuddling into them. They're not really leaning in, right? Mm -hmm. There's always the opposite from the other. And sometimes it's the male, sometimes it's the female. So uh, they, a lot of YouTubers have just been posting these videos <laughs> of, uh, you know, compilations and they run through them and they're like, you know, who knew King Henry was a simp? <laughs> King Hen Henry was a simp. <laughs> and it's just be like, look at him, look at him, look, look at his, look at his line. It's curved, dude. Yeah. And then like, she's like a straight bullet just going straight up. It's, mm -hmm. it's kind of funny and it's multiple pictures too. So people are like, yeah, we know who's a simp in the relationship. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and, and no matter what, it makes 100% sense when it comes when you've taken like, you know, some sort of classes or like about speech or communication. Yeah. You, you've, I've heard that before. You know what I mean? Kind of like, like a woman, uh, that is, um, like ultimately walking with you inward versus outward. Like, what does that mean? Those are two different meanings. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, They're, so it's like, it's interpreted differently and I yeah, don't know, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Because in a sense, it is kind of funny to see that, you know, people online just, just like, yeah, yeah, it makes total sense. This guy's a simp. This guy's alpha. Yeah. I, I totally knew freaking Colin Farrell was a simp. <laughs> no, no. Okay. <laughs> Look at Denzel Washington. He's a simp. No, no. Like, I don't know. You know, someone could be caught off guard maybe. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't make, I guess in that sense, it's not a hundred percent. Maybe, you know, we can lean into 98, 99%. Yeah, you know, as a little Accurate. bit of background, this was, I first stumbled upon this on Twitter because that's where it originated from. Mm -hmm. um, essentially from this one account called Alpha Rivolino, I think. And I don't know who he is as a person. He's a non, um, he's never showed his face, but I've heard a lot of very interesting things about this guy just from other people within the, the space. Yeah. But he started this entire meme where he just started drawing green lines between couples <laughs> and saying, this is what you do. This is what you shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there is an element of truth to it because body language is subconscious. Yeah. That's... And usually a lot of, a lot of truthful tells come out with 
subconscious body language. Mm-hmm. If you watch yourself after a speech, you'll see that. You'd be like, dude, why did why do I always take a step forward with my left leg and then like lean? It's weird. Mm-hmm. But I never notice that. You mm-hmm. know? And you don't know. It's your subconscious. Folks. But it's one of those things that's not foolproof because there are also a lot of, you know, high level quote unquote alpha guys who lean in within a picture. Yeah. Dude, I, for me, it just, it probably has something to do with childhood and the way you were raised, you know, like I can imagine an only child would just be, would have a different, uh, type of relationship with your parents to begin with. Yeah. You know, um, you know, like, and I, I can see that to someone from a large family, you know, of a family of 12, 13 people, which still happens by the way. It's crazy, rare, but it still happens. Um, maybe another reason why California is so packed, but <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's again, there's no right or wrong. Well, no, I will tell you what is wrong. And that's the brotardation that comes along with it on the internet. Okay. It's like the, there's these young guys who take these rules, quote unquote rules so seriously. Mm-hmm. To the point where they'll analyze every picture that they've ever had with a significant other or a woman. And they'd be like, oh my God, I'm leaning in in this picture. (laughs) What the fuck am I going to (laughs) do? Like, that's just stupid. Like, genuinely, like you have to view the world from a nuanced perspective. Yeah. Especially when it comes to relationships, it's not black and white. Like, for example, a man can do the dishes Mm -hmm. while a woman can cook. All the meals. Like, yeah. like it's it's a sign of being helpful sometimes. Dude, that's the thing. That's You're not thing. a simp because you yeah, do the it's fucking not, it's dishes. It's not simping. Look, if if your identity is washing dishes, then sh- then yes, you're a simp. Yeah. But uh if you do it, you know, as an action, who cares, bro? Like that's like you if you chose to marry this person, you're sacrificing to do that, regardless. Exactly. That's like a part of your task. Like uh it's part of the gifting system. Mm-hmm. Right. It's kind of like um, I don't just talk about how I appreciate you. I do things that show it. And it's, that's it. That's all it is. Right. It's mm-hmm. not really. Oh, damn, bro. Like I, how, how dare I wash the dishes, bro? I should just be eating these meals. Bro, I've been out here working all day, busting my ass so I can wash my own dishes. Nah, screw that. I think young men just don't have good male role mo- role models in their life so they latch onto these internet personalities um and they take everything so seriously yeah they don't understand that listen not the playboy lifestyle is like one percent of the the male population and that's not necessarily the role you should take on for a healthy life mm-hmm. not at all so a lot of these young dudes have a lot of maturing to do and just comes down to that. Like, don't don't take an internet meme so seriously to the point where you become neurotic yeah. about it. Dude, I, I, the funniest thing to imagine is when you're older and uh, I'm talking about like you're 74, okay? And then you have grandkids now that are turning nine, 10 years old. Yeah. And, and you're just like, oh, let me, let me show you what your grandfather used to do back in the day. And it's just, you- <laughs> You pull out this, like, you know, this guy humping a pillow or whatever. 
and you're just like, yeah, just look at this challenge we used to do back in my days. And it's just like, hashtag FYP. Look, you know, <laughs> oh, like, 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 inter- like Tide Pod shit, <clears throat> that kind of stuff. Yeah. What the hell? Like, that's, if you're, if you're, you're building that now. That's what you, that's what people don't understand. So then when you get there, it's like a bad tattoo decision. Like you're like, uh oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I need to get rid of this now. You know, I, I hate it or whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I know a lot of people that have regretful, you know, it's just on them now. Uh, so why regret it? Just fix it now. Like you're building now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you're, think about, it's kind of like what Chris D'Elia used to say. Okay. When you're about to tweet, think about it. Yeah. Does the world need to see this? No. of the time. No. (laughs) Just shut up. You know? Just put it away. Well, there's also value in like shit posting and... Yeah. It's just, he's probably specifically talking about people that are just constantly posting. Sure. Right? You don't need to post every single thought. Relax. Because sometimes it gets meaningless. You just want to post. I woke up feeling tired today. Oh, great. Yeah. How does that help anybody? He's one of the type of people that likes to just see (laughs) misspells and... Yeah. And you'll see it on some accounts that zero engagement <laughs> whatsoever across like 50,000 tweets. Mm-hmm. And it's just them spewing bullshit exactly. about their day. Exactly. It's so dumb. Or complaining about politics or climate change or mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, dude, abortion should never. Okay. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But here's the funny thing about like young men trying to adopt this alpha mentality. If you truly are an alpha, you don't rely on other people's opinions about the world. Yeah. You gain well, direct experience, you throw yourself into the chaos, and then you you gain wisdom from that. Yeah. And that is how you become alpha. Exactly. There's a, there's stages to it. And it's it's actual maturing stages based on your body. Okay. Like your body is still growing. Right. Once you hit 30, it goes. You're at different stages. You're able able to tolerate less and like just more stuff, right? So like in soccer, you you typically you can retire at like what, 38? You could be done pretty much. Sure, if you take care of yourself. Right? So that's late, technically. It's really late. <laughs> there you go. People are like, yeah, 38 is young, dude. Yeah, yeah, in business, sure. Mm-hmm. Not not as an athlete. So that goes to show you there's different measures. Um but stop worshiping your your Twitter daddies and social media fathers. Exactly. Exactly. It's just stupid. Mm-hmm. Just stop measuring. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's it's just interesting to see. Yeah. What was the other thing you had one other thing you wanted to bring up? What was it? I don't know. That was that's that's on you. It was the green light. Yeah, yes. 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 Or I can dive green into light one of my theory? No, subjects. no, there was a video I wanted to show you, but it's not relevant. So no, I'm not going to bring it up. <laughs> okay. So no, I'm not going to bring it up. Fair enough. But it's, you know what? No, no, I'll bring it up. It has, it's one of those um, military dad comes back. Mm-hmm. But I think this is one of the best ones I've seen. It's, it's weird, but um, what's it called? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, when the right? like guy this, comes home from the military, maybe unexpected, surprising exactly. family. This one was dope, dude, because it wasn't the military dad. It was the military brother. 
okay. you get to see how like two brothers probably grew up really close together, right? But this kid was in um, high school and he was in the middle of class. And apparently the principal walked in and he called him by his name angrily. So mm. bring your backpack up. No, no, no. Bring all your stuff. And this guy's like shaking, right? And they, they take him to the office and they're like, have a seat. And they start asking him questions. They wait like five, 10 minutes. And the, <laughs> the brother's behind him. He oh, just doesn't know. That's cool. He's like, stand up. He's like, all right, we're going to pat you down. He's like, ready? And so they spin him around and he, and he just sees his brother. <laughs> And it was like the greatest man hug you have ever seen. I was like, I damn, that's, that's dope. That's dope because that means that there's meaning between them, right? Mm -hmm. You don't see that a lot. And that, that kind of uh, opened up my ideas into thinking about just general relationships. I think even treating strangers, right? It starts with how we treat strangers. And that relays into your mood, which probably boosts your ability to compliment someone or, sure. you know, induce more positivity into someone else's life rather than yours. I don't know. Start a chain of some sort. That's the thing. Like, what starts it? <laughs> well, seeing stuff like that on the internet certainly helps. Yeah, 100%. Gives you an example of what to aim for. Um and it shows you gifting. how powerful love is. Yeah, it's it's subtle gifting. That's that's what's missing today. Yeah, we don't just gift things to each other. You know, like let me just uh, drop off this person in L.A. just because. Hey, like whatever. You know, there's good karma too. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's a boomerang. <laughs> it comes back. Yeah, so we forget about that. We think everything has to be like bought or uh, purchased or made for or whatever. You can't just treat uh, an errand as a gift mm -hmm. you get me do it for its own sake yeah yeah we don't do that enough but the ones that really get to me are i mean obviously the the family member ones really touch your heart mm -hmm. but the animal ones the dogs damn and the military guys like that is just different dude oh because there's I, a certain level of excitement from a dog that yeah i think it's the same but it's just it's our ability a step ahead. It's our ability to to see their emotion too, because it's yeah. one of the only animals we can be like, oh look, it's smiling. Or I think that's the only animal, um, as we've bred them to be like that shows unconditional love. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, unless and of honor. course they have a history of loyalty, abuse, or something like that. Yeah, there are high levels of loyalty for sure. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, like I was watching, I was watching Mad Men the other day, and there was the guy, um, Duck. Yeah, so Duck, I think him and his wife got a divorce, mm -hmm. so she left him the dog, and they, she brought it to his office. And he was like, "Damn, how am I going to deal with this? I don't want to deal with this. It's too much heartbreak. Like, I don't want him. Whatever." So he just goes downstairs in the building, uh, in the streets of New York, unleashes him. He says, "Go, go," and he's like. You can see he's raging in tears. That's a messed up move. Right? And he just <laughs> locks the door. And then Chauncey, the dog, just goes, makes a U-turn, comes back and goes, <laughs> like, open the door. Yeah. And he's like, go. And he just starts walking while, like, crying. And he's just walking like a man. It's freaking weird. But that scene was just like, dude, I can, I can imagine when that, when that episode came out, people were like, damn, that was unnecessary. Yeah, it's completely unnecessary. Mm -hmm. But it hooks you onto the show more and more. 
Yeah. You're like, this guy's character is interesting. Yeah. He's a savage in some sense, even though he doesn't want to be. Mm-hmm. Anyway, point is, if you haven't watched Mad Men, go ahead and watch it. It's really good. Really, really good. Mm-hmm. And it goes to show, like, it, it's a really good build and outlook on why the world today exists the way it does, honestly. Mm-hmm. It starts with the little things like that. Speaking of uh, what drives men mad. Mm. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> um, the subject I want to talk, I mean, one of the subjects I want to talk about today is, which was prompted by a question and also an experience within the past few days is overthinking and anxiety. Interesting. This is something we've covered in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we've covered it in depth. Not really in depth, but we kind of did. I remember talking about it. Yeah, but I mean, some some guy who followed me on Instagram asked me this question via DM. And he he asked, how can I stop overthinking? It seems like most of the time my mind keeps running full of anxiety and stress. Mm. So the question for you is, how would you respond to that question? Damn, dude. Because I have a very, I have an interesting answer <clears throat> that makes a lot of sense when you really think about it. And that's worked for me. In the past. Me too. I think my our answers may be similar. Okay. But for me, absolutely, absolutely. The way I solved it was you got to catch up with your thoughts. Okay. So that means you are too still, my friend. You need to move. You 100% need to move. Did okay? you, you didn't see my story, did you? No. Okay. Because I posted this on my story. Really? Yeah. Good. I'm glad you didn't see it. No, seriously. Because- Thoughts, the reason why you can't, you're overthinking is because you have too many thoughts cycling. So you need to relax. You need to somehow relax. The only way to do that is to catch up. You need to sync up your body rate, like your heart rate and whatever it is, mm-hmm. with your mind. So think of your, the only two things you, could, you should think of your body as is your mind and your body. That's it. Your mind, your body, and your soul, right? Yeah. Okay, so- that's it. If your mind is busy, that means your body is on, on pause. You need to breathe and force it to breathe and move. Mm-hmm. Once you do, you'll realize that you're up to speed. Like you feel like, okay, now I'm like, my pulse is kind of reaching the level of my thought. And you realize that your thoughts are like kind of reachable. You can kind of grab them almost. They're mm-hmm. just hovering. They're relaxing with you. You know, they're tired too. Um, and once you get them to a tired position, go to sleep. But also feed your body. You wake up and then you think. So therefore you have kind of scheduled time to think. You start to think. And when you think, you realize that you can easily grab those thoughts now. You were thinking in the wrong time. That's the problem. And, and you weren't doing the proper things for you to catch up with your thoughts. So that's how I look yeah. at it. Back your then I used to be like, you. make it stop. Make it stop. Like, okay, that's not really doing anything. Because again... You saying make it stop is brain activity. So stop. Yeah. Like what, whatever you resist. Persists. Literally do the opposite. So like if your mind is busy, work your body. If your body is busy, work your mind. Mm-hmm. Very like, as, that's as simple as I could put it. Yeah. I mean, I basically had the same answer. Did you? I think that my answer to him was that the best solution to solve any um, psychological problems is to get into the physiological, to get into your body. Mm. Um, 
and you know, my premise for that is you literally have to outrun your thoughts because when your body is, when you're gasping for air, when you're dripping in sweat, when you're going through something physically demanding, Mm -hmm. you don't have the luxury to think or to worry about anxiety or anything else. Yeah, you're right. So I think literally just outrun your thoughts. Literally. Go for a hill sprint. Mm-hmm. Um, hit a PR in the gym. You know, play soccer. Do, do whatever it is that you like Dude. to do, but make sure that you are putting yourself in a position that is difficult mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. a physical standpoint. Yeah. Something that requires a process, like grilling. You can go yeah. outside and grill on hot coal, even not even gas. This one. Mm-hmm. Takes more preparation. So that busies you. It's kind of like you're also putting in labor with a process and it's kind of like a craft because you're making food and it's like all in one. That's mm-hmm. why I like picnic days. You've, you literally worked out, had a sports day, ate and cooked and you did everything and you got sun. Dude, like those things are all very effective yeah. to battle anxiety and overthinking. Mm-hmm. And it's been scientifically proven. Days off like that. Dude, I remember, honestly. Hmm. Either coming out of a slight depression or a time of pressure or a time of anxiety, right? Yeah. I would be forced to do things and usually family activities, okay? And I knew that it would benefit me, but I could not get up to go. I did not want to, right? And I would still go. Somehow I did it. And that was the hardest thing to do. But once I was there, um, talking to the right people, find the people you like, whatever, force Mm -hmm. it. Force it out. Act, dude. Why do you think A-list celebrities are better than us? In a, in a sense. Because they're, they're able to act and they know themselves. Like, that's truly what it is. They're not being like anyone else. They're just being them. And mm-hmm. we are copying. Think of everybody you know on this earth, right? They're all copying someone, right? We're all wearing, someone's wearing Yeezy. Someone's wearing Air Force Ones. Someone's wearing Chuck Taylors. Like, what? <laughs> That's all under someone's name, dude. Like that's, yeah. it's not something I made, right? If I were to go back in the tribal times, it's like, oh yeah, my family makes these shoes. Oh, these are sick. What are they called? <laughs> Slippers. Slippers. You know, like, <laughs> it's just different. Yeah, but I think most people wait for a specific type of feeling to take action, but you just have to start with the action. And the excuse of like, listen, I can't, I can't get up to do it. I think that just comes down to like a victim mentality. Yeah. Pretend you're like- You can't get up from the couch. Yeah. Unless you're dealing with a severe like chronic illness or terminal cancer, you can get up and you can start walking. Yeah. Like pretend that you, your legs have a mind, your arms have a mind and everything has a mind, right? And your head's mind is talking to your legs, telling them, yo, let's move. Mm-hmm. So like just infuse ways to force yourself to kind of move and foresee the future and be like, I know that in the future, it'll be all good. Like I'll benefit out of this. Yeah. Have some I just faith. need to go through this. Have some damn faith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another thing that I see about anxiety specifically is people love to focus on like the grand scheme of things. People have to focus on, you know, the world is so terrible. There's so many negative things going on. Um, And I think that it's a testament to how people focus on things they cannot control as opposed to things they can control. 
Yeah. Like narrow your your worldview a little bit. Focus on your own life. Focus mm-hmm. on today. Mm-hmm. If you can't, Jordan Peterson talks about this. If you can't focus on the day, focus on the hour. Can't do that. Focus on the minute. Yeah. Like go down until you're able to to ground yourself in the present exactly. moment. And then you'll you'll find that a lot of the worry that you have just yeah. disappears. Dude, I had someone call me and tell me, yo, I haven't worked in three months and I'm losing my mind because I'm at home a lot and I don't know what to do. I have so much free time. I just go on walks. And I was like, oh, that's great. Do you like walks? Yeah. I was like, oh, dope. Why don't you, um, as you walk, uh, start taking pictures of like the flowers around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, dope. I might actually do that. Guess what? Two weeks later, they're like, yeah, I started painting flowers that I like would witness in person. I was just like, so take the photos and I would just start replicating. Them. And now I'm turning into a hobby and I made like 15. I'm like. Gets the ball rolling. What did I say? <laughs> take my advice. You know what I mean, like, or it's like, what do I do? Some people don't even know what to do. Right. So I'd be like, okay, what do you find yourself doing the most when you don't know what to do? And they're like, well, I already cleaned a million times. And I was like, oh, you love cleaning then. I was like, why don't you start making a mess? and guess what (laughs) you have something to clean yeah you know um it's like that or just be like break it down even more okay start with a dining table and be like okay i'm gonna wipe it down with water and then i'm gonna put solution and then wipe it completely down and then add some polish be like okay cool yeah boom a little bit more detail but it's just it's more the more something mundane becomes time consuming. It makes, it tricks your brain into thinking you have accomplished something today. It's a project. Mm-hmm. So it plays out like a sequence. So that's an open project. Once it's sealed off, it's a done project. That's it. So you feel like, oh, okay. Task number one complete. Great. That, those are the things you want to stamp during your day to make it feel like it was a day so that you don't feel like it was a waste. So that you don't guilt yourself. Yeah. And for the people who are going to laugh at your example of wiping down a table because mm-hmm. they're going to be like, oh, who can't wipe down a table, bro? Trust me, there are a lot of people in this world who need that type of advice, who need to just slow things down and follow a system to the T. Yeah. Even if it seems stupid to you. Yeah. So it's it's the same type of people where they carry a plate and there's still crumbs all over the shirt. Makes no <laughs> sense, dude. You know, it's like sometimes- Get rid of the crumbs. <laughs> what's going on here? Yo, elbows yeah. off the table, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I hate that rule. Like I'm that kidding. Rule. I'm kidding. I always have elbows on. Well, the table. I mean, armpits off the table at least. Like, like yo, if you're, if you're bar seating, that's yeah, that's a problem. It's like up here. Um, but also one of the last things I wanted to talk about on yeah. my end is the power of the breath. Ooh, in terms of tackling anxiety and overthinking, because this is something that I've been experimenting with the past week. Yeah, and it's been phenomenal. Uh, Wim Hof breathing. Ooh. A few years ago, I experimented with this a lot. Uh, I noticed some results, but over time, I've slowly just let it go. So then going back to it, I've noticed a lot of like, it's reminded me how powerful it is. Yeah. But, you know, the Wim, Wim Hof is a very interesting story. Um, fast forward to his older age. He's, he's married. He's got a couple kids. His wife is dealing with some mental issues. She ends up taking some like anti-anxiety or antidepressants, you know, some medication like that. Mm-hmm. Sends her down this rabbit hole where she ends up committing suicide. Yikes. So yeah. Wim is there, distraught, um, has kids to take care of. 
So in, in over the course of a few more years after that, he, I believe he finds himself staring at this like ice cold lake and he's, he lives in the Netherlands, by the way. And something within him just tells him to jump in. Mm. So he does that. And he notices that all of his anxiety, all of his fear, anything he worries about disappears. Mm. Shout out to Joe, if you can hear that, the cat. (laughs) So he, he notices this pattern of like, okay, immersing myself in the cold makes everything, makes all the suffering go away. Mm. He experiments with this. He takes it to like a completely different level just because he immerses himself in it. Yeah. He ends up becoming a sensation all around the world. Um, climbs Mount Everest in his shorts. You know, goes through a whole bunch of tests and breaks world records. But interesting enough, like one of the main studies that they've covered with Wim Hof breathing and his method is they actually took him and they injected him with an endotoxin from E. coli. Hmm. And 99, 99 out of 100 people are going to experience like feverish, sick symptoms, headaches, fatigue, all that stuff for a few hours. But with his breathing technique, he doesn't experience any of that. And the reason why is because through this scientific study, he's been the first person to, to ever be recorded to actually control his autonomic nervous system, like his immune system. What the hell? Yeah. And the interesting thing about this is he's taught this to other people and they've done the same study on other people and it's been proven as well. And what, what is the breathing method? So the breathing is like, I'll show you, I won't be too loud, but it's the process of hyper oxygenating your body. So. And you're doing that 30 mm. to 40 times in one round. Mm. And then at the end, you, you let all of your oxygen out and you hold your breath for as long as possible. Mm. And you literally get high off of it. It's quite an amazing experience. Yeah, I can, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, the, the things that I've seen personally, the, the biggest lessons are reduction of stress. stress. Mm. Things that would normally set me off don't set me off anymore. It's kind of surreal to experience because you look back on the on the moment and you're like, hmm. Yeah. I didn't react. That's interesting. Um, and overall it just contributes to, you know, high energy, vitality, stuff like that. Yeah. Interesting. I'm gonna try it out after this episode because yeah. Wim Hof is a certified G. Well, it's believable after the studies you just mentioned. Uh it do does remind me a lot of swimming because I did swimming for five years. Yeah. So naturally, when you're swimming in uh, cold season, <clears throat> you're not really wearing. We're not wearing wetsuits, so it's, <laughs> it's freezing, right? And mm-hmm. I remember when you get those breaths, you would almost feel high as hell. Yep. Like you're light, you're lightheaded. It's weird. Yeah. So it's very interesting that it's kind of like you only you only breathe like that in extreme situations but you can actually do it as a practice yeah there's a whole bunch of scientific jargon that goes along with it as to how effective the breathing is but yeah. essentially it hyper oxygenates your body uh produces certain um cells that actually help produce red blood cells and all that but yeah ice cold showers ice baths mixed with the breathing 
Although disclaimer, don't do the breathing method while you're operating a vehicle or in cold water because you can drown. There have been instances where people black out and they do drown. So be careful with that. Crazy, dude. But I love it. I'm doing it every day. Yeah. At least three, like three rounds. It strengthens your lungs too. Um, Yeah. And you build up your time to how long you can hold your breath. So start killing these people. Yeah. I think right now I'm at my longest has been one minute and 45 seconds. Completely exhaling all of the oxygen and just sitting there. That's sick. And the reason why it makes you more resilient to stress is because when you're in that space, your body is technically under stress. So you have higher levels of adrenaline um, and you're, you're getting yourself used to that feeling. It's not a comfortable feeling at, mm-hmm. at the start, but you slowly start to teach yourself how to be more resilient in yeah. that way. Dude, I was master of that, like holding my breath. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I remember like, because it's a mental game. Mm-hmm. Really all is. mental. And a lot of people have, uh, like we're all different. So we have different comfort levels with that feeling. So yeah, at a start. Yeah, but let us know what your level is. And Wim does have a very soothing voice. He's he's got an a, like an app for it. Mm. You can track all your all your stats and stuff. Nice. He's like deeper into the breath. Wim, you Hoff. have the control. Yes. Yeah. Wim. Oh, I love that guy. But yeah. anyways, yeah, I love Willem Dafoe too. Anyway, uh, <laughs> hear ye, Poseidon. Yes. Anyway, guys, uh, join us on YouTube at the 2AM Podcast and Instagram at the 2AM Podcast and Twitter at 2AM Pod. Go ahead and give us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You won't miss another episode. Thank you very much, guys. We'll catch you next time. Thank <laughs> you.